Welcome to Wednesday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. It's Mike here, and thanks for hanging out with me. Yesterday I was doing mornings in Fort Myers, Naples, so we were a little busy, didn't get a podcast after the Memorial Day weekend, but we'll cover some of the big topics from the last couple of days. There certainly are many, many out there. But I did get an email from someone who said, hey, what about this day in history? You always used to do a little segment at the start of the podcast talking about what happened on this day back in the day. So why not? Why not on this Wednesday give you a little look back on this day back in the day? It is May 31st, last day of May. Goodbye, May. Bring June in here. Even though it's Pride Month, which I am fully against all these months. I think we need to stop all the months until we have Veterans Month. I've been saying that online for a few days now. I would like it to become a reality. No more Pride Month, no more Women's History Month, no more Black History Month, no more anything until we have a Veterans Month. And then we can line up all the other months, okay? On this day back in the day, 1790, President George Washington signed into law the copyright law, meaning you'd be able to make money with your brain by coming up with an idea that could be protected by copyright. And I think this has led to so many fortunes in this country, led to so much freedom and independence, happened on this day in 1790. In uh, 1859, over in London, they set up Big Ben. If you haven't seen the giant clock, it's pretty impressive. Still there. I'm sure it's had a couple of hiccups in its history, a couple of new gears put in over the years. In uh, 1889, 2,000 people died in Pennsylvania in the Johnstown flood. It was a a dam that broke and flooded uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Took the lives of 2,000 people. I think four square miles of land got absolutely devastated and wiped out. And um, climate change, I guess, was the, the cause of that, right? Isn't that what they told us? Climate change was the weather over 100 years ago. 1889 Johnstown flood was, is that right? Can we claim that? Can we say that? Sorry if anyone's offended by that, but the left is always pointing to climate change. As a matter of fact, we'll get to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is now traveling to Austria every year on a private jet in order to tell everybody they need to stop burning the fossil fuels. He also wants to rebrand climate change. We'll, We'll get to that. On this date in 1969, John John Lennon and Yoko Ono recorded Give Peace a Chance. That's all we're asking is to give peace a chance. And we're still trying to find peace in different places in the world. In uh, 1977, thanks to the punk rockers, the Sex Pistols, the BBC banned the airplay of on radio of the Sex Pistols song God save the queen. She ain't no human being. It was pretty incredible. And on this date in uh, 1988, Ronald Reagan arrived in Moscow. It was the first time a president from the U.S. had been there in 14 years. Reagan clips. Lots of Reagan clips to share with you. Where do we go today? Wednesday, of course, today's the day. A lot of people are focused on the debt ceiling negotiations. The... um, deal, and I'm using air quotes with my fingers, the 99-page deal cleared the panel in the House, and now it's going to go to the floor for debate, which will be a lot of fun. I'll be in and out of C-SPAN all day checking that out. 
the uh, CBO said to be non-biased. The Congressional Budget Office has scored the bill, says it could cut spending by $1.5 trillion over 10 years. Could cut spending. Not will, could cut spending. And there are a bunch of Republicans who are saying, no, this isn't the deal we voted for, and I hope everyone's feet to the fire on spending. I know that Rand Paul has said, if need be, he will rewrite a bill and pitch it in the Senate, which could slow the whole thing down, which has all the freaking out happening again by the people on the left. AOC said she's voting against the bill. I think she wants more spending. Matt Gates, the bombastic Matt Gates, says passing the bill without a GOP majority, which could happen. So many members of the Republican Party are saying, no, 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 we don't want to do any spending. We, we had this broken down. We, we were going to save the republic by slowing down the spending for the first time in decades to be able to get that done. And now with so many Republicans threatening to vote no, the Democrats are kind of threatening to vote yes in order to stick it to the GOP. And if that happens, uh, Matt Gates says, without a Republican majority, it could trigger an immediate motion to remove Speaker McCarthy from his gig as Speaker. Stay tuned. I'll bet they get things done. The uh, 2024 presidential campaign kind of heating up with the two leading GOP candidates, Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in Iowa, because that's where it all happens. The Iowa caucuses kick everything off. And in in true political fashion, it started hot. It came out hot. And Governor DeSantis is all up in uh, Donald Trump's grill. He wants Donald Trump to attack Joe Biden, not him. And I get that. If you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? Look, if someone is saying that, I am gonna, I am gonna counter punch. I'm gonna fight back on it. I'm gonna focus my fire on Biden. And I think he should do the same. He gives Biden a free pass. We are beating up on Biden pretty good. And I do like when uh, Donald Trump goes after Joe Biden. He should. Sleepy Joe needs to return. DeSantis is trying to obviously deflect attention away from himself. But Mr. Trump has a massive lead pretty much in every poll. But Governor DeSantis is in Iowa selling his story and telling people that he really thinks he will need two terms to get everything done. It really does take two terms as president to be able to finish this job. Uh, The bureaucracy is so entrenched that I think we can bring George Washington back, and I don't think he could fix it in one single four-year term. We must restore sanity to our nation. We can't have every major institution in our country going on ideological joyrides. No, we can't. No, we can't. Tonight, Mr. Trump will appear with Sean Hannity in a town hall on Fox that I guarantee will have some rather bombastic statements. So that'll be fun to watch. Speaking of Joe Biden, and we were just a second ago, remember the woman who credibly accused Joe Biden of sexual assault and then the mainstream media and the Democrats squelched it? Her name was Tara Reid. She was getting death threats. She has fled to Russia, where she's actually saying she feels safe, she feels heard, and she feels respected. 
I thought the Democrats told us that every woman must be heard and must be respected. Believe women. That's what we were told, right? Over the weekend, there were some uh, horrific crime outbreaks around the country. There was one situation out in California where three Marines were mobbed by a bunch of teenagers who were lighting off fireworks, and the debris was hitting over by the Marines, and they asked the kids to cut it out. So the kids became a mob and attacked them. Nine teens have been arrested in that nine teens. Meanwhile, in Chicago, my hometown, Chicago had the worst violent weekend it has had, I believe, in eight years. The worst amount of death and violence in Chicago in an eight-year period. They've just got a new mayor there, right? New mayor, Brandon. Isn't that his name? Hey, Brandon. Over the weekend, it was awful. And the month of May, 59 people killed Shot and wounded, 269. Chicago had a terrible weekend. And uh, year-to-date, 227 people shot and killed. And almost 900 people have been shot and wounded. 245 homicides overall. Now, some were done with other than guns. But the, uh, the sad part of this is the mayor and the Democrats are, well, they're crazy. They think they're going to stop this by putting these uh, ambassadors on the street that they're putting yellow vests on and say they're like conflict ambassadors supposed to go up and go, now, kids, let's calm down. This was the mayor before the most violent weekend they've had in eight years. This weekend, the soul of Chicago will be on display for residents, families and visitors. Your safety is my top priority. And to that end, our public safety agencies have plans in place for the weekend and summer months to ensure that everyone can enjoy our city in peace. Mm. I really want to make sure that the full power of city government is out this weekend, keeping everyone informed, safe, and busy. Yeah. How's that going? I worry about my old hometown. They're throwing money at solutions that won't really stop the problem. It doesn't stop until you lock the criminals up and throw away the keys. But you have all these liberal DAs who just won't enforce the law. Look at what's happened to San Francisco. It's a mess. It's unhealthy. Another, another huge retailer is pulling out of downtown San Francisco. Old Navy announced they're leaving. You had the story over the weekend of the Lululemon employees down in Georgia who were fired because they dared to call the police on a gang that came in and swept up a bunch of clothing and just walked out. How dare you record criminals and then call the police? That's a firing. And the gang had done this at least nine times in the past. Until we get law and order, until these big Democrat-run cities wake up, you're not going to see the crime go down. And putting people in yellow vests and calling them conflict ambassadors, it's only going to make those people targets. I guarantee you the gangs are going to go for those vests first. Absolutely unbelievable. The other story I mentioned this earlier was about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's been traveling every year now to Austria for this climate thing he hosts. That's where he's from. Former governor of California flies his private jet or flies privately to stand up and lecture people. But now he wants us uh, to not only stop the weather 
or stop carbon from being burned to change the weather. He wants us to rebrand climate change, rebranding it. He thinks that's going to fix it. Such a such a leftist now. He used to be a Republican. I'm old enough to remember when he was a Republican. As long as they keep talking about global climate change, they're not going to go anywhere because no one gives a about that. Oh, no one gives a shit about climate change. He wants to rebrand it. Said we have to come up with something else. Here's a little bit more of Arnold's presentation to the summit, this event he has put together. I call on all my environmentalist friends to move past the old ways and to embrace the new environmentalism based on clean energy growth. I call for change. Change is never easy, but this is an emergency. It's such an emergency, you flew a private jet from California to Austria. And this emergency demands action. Lives depend on it. If you have a heart attack, you get taken to the hospital, to the emergency room, and there they tell you, we won't have time for you right now. Come back in a week or two, maybe in a month. What would you say? He would say, get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? This is an emergency. I know none of you would put up with that. So why are we putting up with these delays in our pollution emergency? Huh. Why are we putting up with that? Well, let me see. We in America have reduced our carbon output, but China keeps building coal power plants. China and Russia don't care, and India can be added to that list as well. So all of you greenies need to deal with facts. And the facts are that you're not telling the truth, and you are hypocrites as well. Uh, numbers came out. The uh, travel over the Memorial Day weekend was equivalent or surpassed the travel the Memorial Day weekend of 2019 pre-pandemic, which is a good sign. And it seems like the airlines had their act together, thanks, I think, in part to great weather pretty much everywhere. I'm sure there were some delays. The biggest thing I'm concerned with relates to uh, the wokeness of the TSA that I think is going to be receiving a great backlash for their latest policy that includes allowing pat-downs of female passengers by trans women, meaning men who are pretending to be women. Yeah, that's right. Seattle-Tacoma Airport has the new policy out, and I'm sure it's going to spread all across the country, allowing TSA employees who identify as something other than their biological gender to do pat-downs on women and children. Not a good idea. Shouldn't be allowed to happen. And yet here we are. Now, there's some good news. Some good news in the woke world. Last week, we talked about John Cleese and the stage version of the play Life of Brian and how John Cleese was getting pushback from the American actors in the production he was mounting of the film from like 40 years ago. An incredibly funny film and a film that also predicted the madness of the trans community that we have right now. They were putting on the show or getting ready to build the show when the actors came to John Cleese, a comedy legend, and said, we, we can't do this scene. This scene we, can't, we can't do this, sir. 
it, people are going to get offended. People are going to have a problem with this. Uh, please, can we just can we just drop this scene? Well, it got reported that this scene was going to be cut from the stage play. And I'm one of the people who talked about it because there was reporting online saying that John Cleese had caved. In case you haven't heard the scene, let me give you just a little sample of the scene where a man wants to have babies. And this scene, this whole story takes place around the time of Jesus from Monty Python, Life of Brian. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Fabulous. And predicted where we are today. And yet, John Cleese wanted to make the record or set the record straight that it's not happening. It's not happening. They will not be changing this. Now, just wait. Wait, John Cleese said on Twitter. A recent example of this misreporting. I told them I was adapting Life of Brian so that we could do a stage show, not a musical. I said we'd had a table reading at the latest draft, and all the actors, several of them Tony winners, advised me to strongly advised me strongly to cut out the Loretta scene. I have, of course, no intention of doing so. So someone in the audience called a journalist and misreported me. Sorry, I was spreading fake news. But I'm very happy to hear this. Very happy to hear this. There's also a story uh, related to some of the wokeness and some of the trans stuff. Riley Gaines is speaking out again, and God bless this woman for being frank and honest and, and fearless. Two trans runners, meaning boys who are pretending to be girls in high school. Boys pretending to be girls in California high school were allowed to compete in the preliminary finals for the high school track and field events and they didn't show up. I wonder why they didn't show up. A lot of people are saying, yay, we, we convinced them not to show up. Well, here's the problem. That means two actual girls were denied the opportunity to run in the finals and maybe make it to a like, state championship. It's terrible. But I thank Riley Gaines for constantly bringing this stuff up. As we get ready to um, hit the summer, and a lot of people are going on summer vacations, the Biden administration wants to tell you the good news about gas prices. The Biden administration has great news about gas prices. What's your latest uh, view on whether or not we're likely to see a recession before the 2024 election? You know, the R word that I'm hearing the most is about resilience, that this economy has proven remarkably resilient. You know, we've gone through a lot, a pandemic. We've seen a war that spiked gas prices, and today gas prices are down again. And uh, prices are coming down across the board, and the job record is really exceptional. Uh, gas prices are still a dollar and 18 cent a gallon higher than when Joe Biden took office. I guess you could put Joe Biden out there and 
tell him it, it would be okay for him to say that in, in, inflation has come down in the last year. Yeah, but it's still not down to where the level was 2% when you signed in and took the keys and drove the country into a ditch. Speaking of Joey Biden, do you think he's going to do a campaign event? Yesterday, the press secretary, Cringe, Cringe on Pierre, was asked about Joe Biden doing any re-election campaign events. You know, you got Trump out there today in Iowa, DeSantis is in Iowa. Is, is Joey going to do an event? It's been more than a month since the re-election announcement. Is President Biden going to hold a campaign event ever? So I will say this to you, Peter, as you know, uh, we follow the rule of law here. We believe in following the rule of law as it relates. Hold on, as Not it relates. You to weigh in on the I, election, I'm about just his schedule. I'm, You'll have to I'm, schedule around I'm, rallies. I'm, I'm about to answer your question here uh, as it relates to anything that uh, uh, that is connected to the campaign, any rallies, any events, uh, any any endorsement, anything that is connected to the 2024 re-election that is not going to certainly come from here. That is going to come from his campaign or the DNC and or. So he's going to be in the basement, basically. They're not going to put him out there. They're actually shoving Kamala out there. Kamala Harris is is making more public appearances than Joe Biden. They shoved Kamala in between Kevin McCarthy and Joe during the White House debt ceiling negotiations. Was that for a photo op? Was that why that happened? And then this weekend, another first for the Biden administration they put Kamala out in front of the West Point graduates giving the commencement speech. And if you didn't watch it, yeah, good for you because you probably would have fallen asleep. But she did crutch on one of her favorite expressions. And so as I look out at you, I know that you will build on that leadership because, of course, your generation grew up online. Technology that might be intimidating or unfamiliar to other generations to you is exciting and intuitive. You see what can be unburdened by what has been. There it is. There it is. That's the money shot from Kamala. She loves that phrase. She loves it. She said it, well, I don't know. How many times has she said I it? I can imagine what can be yeah. and be unburdened by what has been, you know? What can be unburdened by what has been? 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 What we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been i gotta stop i gotta stop she's doing that for another three minutes that would be tortured you could file a human resources complaint against me if i allowed that to continue i apologize sorry it's embarrassing isn't it it really is and yet here we are i do believe they're very worried they the democrats are very worried that Joey isn't going to make it. And they're trying to make sure she has a uh, floor underneath her so that she can be unburdened by what she has been in the past. Just throwing that out there. A couple of other, other stories I want to make you aware of before we get Dr. Royzen in here. By the way, Dr. Michael Royzen is going to correct me 
Last week I was talking about the research study that showed men who pee sitting down were in uh, better health than men who stand or had a, 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 a lesser risk of an enlarged prostate. Uh, Dr. Royzen is going to take me to task on that because I might have had bad science there. And he also wants to talk about the seaweed piles that hit the Florida beach that may have flesh-eating bacteria in them. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. So we'll get him in here in a couple of minutes. Uh, as I said, there is some good woke news. Uh, the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers superstar pitcher Clayton Kershaw has um, has told the team and the public he's not pleased with the Pride Night event that includes the group, the hate group, who I don't want to give any press to, the hate group that is insulting to Catholics. Good for you, sir. And we're seeing a couple of other people. And um, Benny Johnson, I think he used to be on Newsmax. He's independent now. Benny Johnson is is reporting that Target is pulling out some of the offensive material from their pride displays and moving the displays out of the front of the store, at least where he lives in Tampa. Alabama has banned trans women in college sports. Again, it feels like we're making progress. It feels like we're making progress. And then maybe a little science will help. Maybe a little science. The National Pulse Com. The NationalPulse.com, Jake Welch reports, transgender surgery that the left likes to call gender-affirming surgery does not reduce the demand, the need for mental health services for these people. This is from the American Journal of Psychiatry. They studied the effectiveness of, of this mutilation surgery, as I like to call it. They call it gender-affirming and uh, gender-affirming hormones, gender-affirming surgeries, prescriptions for antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and apparently all of that medical treatment didn't help these people, which tells me that maybe it truly is a mental illness. And people need to wake up before we mutilate more people, before we permanently put people on prescriptions that will forever change their lives. Just saying, it's a little common sense. All right, before we get Dr. Royzen in here, I want to say a, a special a special prayer out to the Carter family. Jimmy Carter and his wife, Rosalind Carter, former first lady. Jimmy Carter's been in hospice now for a couple of months as, as his life looks like it's on the last lap. And we learned yesterday that Rosalind Carter has dementia. These are uh, great Americans. Jimmy Carter was not a good president, but he was an incredible human being. Everything he did after his presidency should have him sainted, but he won't be. He won't be canonized because he's not a Catholic. But he was a man of great faith who great, gave service to this country, served this country in the Navy, as well as becoming governor of Georgia and then becoming the president. And again, bad president, Incredible human being. Say a prayer for the Carter family. All right. Let's get Dr. Royzen in here. It's a short week for most of us, but it doesn't mean Dr. Royzen gets the week off. Dr. Michael Royzen joins us for Wellness Wednesday, and we're going to talk about 
health and wellness and how you can make yourself a genetic engineer and live younger and live longer and live longer as a younger person, which is a great thing. Dr. Royson's latest book, The Great Age Reboot, and of course, the great website, the companion website, the longevityplaybook.com, longevityplaybook.com. You need to go there today. Trust me on this. Dr. Royson, how are you, my friend? Very well, thank you very much. Doc, I didn't see this in The Great Age Reboot. I didn't see it on the Longevity Playbook, but I saw a study that raised my eyebrow, and I said, wait a minute, I've been doing this for a long time, not for the same reasons, but it's a study that shows men, when they go to pee, should sit down, that it's healthier for them. And I I had to take it to you, because I got to ask the question. I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this for years, but for different reasons. And now I I think I have science to back me up. Is this good science? Um, It's what we call BS. Mm. Um, But it's not really bad science. It's just no science. Mm -hmm. So it's an impression of what men do. Um, But it says it helps empty the bladder. No, in fact, the gravity of doing it upright helps empty the bladder better. Sitting down and giving yourself time to empty makes sense. But standing, gravity is better at emptying. Uh, so at least uh, when I checked with uh, the urologist that I checked with at the Cleveland Clinic, uh, my home site, he said, no, in fact, the better emptying based on the amount of urine left in the bladder is almost always from standing up. Uh, the difference is around, he said, 20 cc's. He said, obviously, that 20 cc's can get infected and cause infections if you're just sitting down. If you're sitting down and then get up to pee and get rid of that extra 20 cc's, then sitting down is fine. But he said, we advocate standing up when all you're going to do is pee. Obviously, if you're doing more than one thing, if you're doing number two, pooping as well as peeing, you got to sit down. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to even get into that topic of standing. <laughs> but I, I have to apologize to my audience because I talked about the, the sitting thing and how I was feeling superior based on this article. But I have to give myself a grade, people. I want to be fair. Uh, Mr. Trump, do you want to tell me my grade? You are fake news. Okay, I, I get a fake news nomination for that one. Wow, I'm glad we cleared that up. The whole reason I started sitting, Doc was from uh, Dear Abby, you know, the, the former advice columnist, Abigail Van Buren. Uh, it's not a male. Not a male, but had some great advice, I thought, back in the, I think it was the early 80s, when a, a guy said he felt like he should be sitting because traditionally when men stand, there may be a splash that gets on the front of their pant legs, and he had children, toddlers, who would come and hug his pants when he would come, his legs, you know, when he'd come in the door at night. Daddy's home and hug him, and he thought maybe it'd be safer. And I thought just that point, even though I have no kids, made better sense to me. That point is a appropriate one, and uh, there is some splash. But remember, you've got to close the toilet seat when you flush, or else there's a plume that comes up. So whether it is uh, number one or number two, if you use the sitting position, make sure you close the cover before you flush, or it's even worse. And not only is it worse, um, but it gets uh, it 
for about three feet. So if your uh, toilet seat is within three feet of your toothbrush, um, well, <laughs> that's a good luck. Yeah, so I think we understand where this is going. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I can't believe I took us there right off the bat, Doc, but, you know, you can always count on me, buddy. I'll take it right into the gutter, or in this case, into the toilet. Dr. Royston sends me all kinds of great research every week, and I like to go over some of the ones that catch my attention. And the one that, there's several here this week that caught my eye, but I want to know why you're worried about a giant mass of seaweed, and how is it hazardous to our health? Well, not only does it catch jellyfish and some other things in it, that if you get in it, you can get stung and can't get away easily. Hmm. So the Saragossa seaweed is thick. And in fact, the whole stories of the Saragossa Sea were boats getting caught in it and not being able to get out. And that's true of humans too. But the main reason is when it washes up on the beach, it decomposes into a toxin. One of the two main decomponents is hydrogen sulfide. Now that's what is produced with rotten eggs. But you smell rotten eggs because they're not very thick or deep and you get away from that. And plus it's not very intense, meaning uh, dense, and you can get away from it. But when the Saragossa Sea, if you're on the beach, you become what is called nose insensitive. Your nose has such a shock from that amount of hydrogen sulfate that you can't smell it anymore. And you can literally asphyxiate from it because of its density and your inability to get oxygen in. So the real reason you want to avoid that beach is the smell. And if you can smell it, that's a good thing, but keep going away from it. Well, I had no idea, and this is headed towards the Florida coast, people. So if you're headed to Florida, pay attention to reports on the Sargasso seaweed that is that is headed there. It's it's not a fun thing by any small measure. And, uh, and don't go wading in it because you may not be able to get out easily. Isn't that crazy? You think you're wading and just a little bit of seaweed is so dense and so thick it can basically tie you up and, and keep you in its grasp, seaweed. Doc, I love vegetables, love all kinds of vegetables, especially now we're in the summer, we have tomatoes and we have avocados, and I love the summer vegetable crops. But uh, And I generally enjoy corn on the cob in the summer, but my friends all tell me, ah, there's no nutritional value to it, and you're always putting butter on it too. Is there any good thing from corn in the summer? Don't put butter and salt on it. Eat it just as it is. And yes, you get a lot of potassium with it. You get around 350 milligrams of potassium. That's wonderful, especially if you don't put salt and butter on it. Secondly, it gives you a lot of lutein and zeaxanthine, which help protect your eyes from sunlight and from the dangers of macular degeneration hmm. so it has a, a number of benefits in addition to adding crunch to salads and meals that keep you from overeating so it's a pretty darn good thing i love fresh corn on the cob i wait for the farm stands to unload the new fresh unshucked corn and then i bring it home and we're grilling tuna 
and having a little corn and oh now i want to have that for dinner tomorrow doc uh, a lot of people i know chew ice when they're having cold drinks and they have ice cubes in it but that's not good for us well the problem is enamel which protects your tooth is one of the hardest substances in the human body but ice is even tougher and can cause your tooth to get a micro a, a mini fracture hmm. which leads to loss of a tooth over time so the problem with chewing ice is ice is tough so back off the ice and while you're having that soda that's uh, rich in sugars and all kinds of sugary substances in our lives is there a way to break sugar addiction i'm not going to lie to you doc i do enjoy sugar in a lot of different places even including my dark chocolate but in some drinks uh, as well so how do we break the addiction don't have it it's like any addiction when you have a little sugar you want more because it causes dopamine release so first have just plain water a lot of it hydrate and second have foods with fiber in it and third just avoid sugar totally wow it's uh, tough it, it is tough but i stopped putting it in my tea about three four years ago and it took a while but i don't miss it now it, i don't miss it at all it's a good thing now, before we go, I want to cover one topic especially. Okay. I got criticized by the official uh, continuing medical education group when I started citing the data that a multivitamin, what half in the morning, half in the evening, decreased cardiac disease. And I said, here's the article, here's the data. It's out of a Harvard randomized control trial. And they said, well, a lot of junk science gets published. And then I showed them the stuff on cancer, and they still gave me grief. Now we've got stuff on dementia. Again, randomized controlled trial. This is on 3,500 people looking at brain functioning. Multivitamin over a four-year period decreases your rate of aging by about one year for every year you take it in brain aging as your cognitive functioning process things much faster so confirming again that um if you will and i'm a strong member of organized medicine but we're slow to adopt and even the official continuing medical education czar um is very slow to adopt and to understand that there are and there is a lot of data supporting a multivitamin every day, half in the morning, half in the evening, decreased cardiovascular disease rates by 25% over a 20-year period, decreased cancer rates by 18%, and now decreases brain aging. So your doc may not accept it since the official continuing medical education group of the AMA doesn't yet recognize it, but it is solid data. I love this. And it's especially exciting that you you take that multivitamin, like you said, half in the morning, half in the evening, and you take it for a year every day and you get a year of a brain health, at least assistance to help keep your brain from aging quicker. So that, that's great. I'm on that right now. And I'm telling everybody about that, Dr. Roizen. And does it count for gummies as well as the the solid uh, multivitamins, can you cut the gummy in half and have half in the morning and half in the evening? You know, it wasn't studied, but I don't see why not. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's not, the same thing. Not that 
delivery mechanism as much as it is the substance delivered. Very good. Not the delivery mechanism. It's what's being delivered. That's excellent. Dr. Michael Roizen, always full of great stuff for us and even deals with my crazy questions about standing or sitting when men pee. And now we know the answer. I was spreading bad science. And I'll be over on the Discipline Couch, Dr. Roizen. The rest of you, go to the website right now, longevityplaybook.com, longevityplaybook.com, or pick up the Great Age Reboot, the book, and then hang out with us next week, and we'll do it all over again. Thank you, my friend. My privilege. Thank you. 